Welcome to the No BS Mama podcast. I'm your host, Megan. I'm married with three kids and found myself stressed, overwhelmed, and lost in motherhood before I gave up the idea of perfection and remembered that my needs are important too. If you're looking for a mom friend who drops F-bombs, loves road trips, and will always hype you up, then I'm your girl. I want to cut through the bullshit and have real conversations about all things mom life. I definitely don't have all the answers, but I am here for you, girl, and I'm bringing in some experts and other moms to help us out, too. We know there's no one-size-fits-all solution, so make sure you take what serves you and leave what doesn't. So go ahead and grab that coffee, that glass of wine, or whatever floats your boat, and go hide from those kids while we dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the No BS Mama podcast. My name is Megan. I'm your host, and as always, I am... So happy to have you here. Um, <laughs> my, I just, I feel like every single like month, even every single week sometimes, I just feel like my life is just completely scattered and like I'm constantly having to like pick up pieces and like get back into a routine or something, right? And that used to really frustrate me because I always used to feel like if I can just get past this thing, then things will slow down, right? And I've learned that my my life is just this way. And a lot of that is my fault. Like I could create boundaries. I could say no to things. And um, I recognize that. And I also have done a lot of thinking and have decided that this is actually the kind of person I want to be. And so I am choosing not to create boundaries in these areas of my life or to say no to certain things when they come up. Um, And so this is just what it is right now, especially in this season, right? So um, I have made the conscious decision that while I am going to always do my best to be as consistent as possible with all of my content, the podcast included. I am just really not going to send myself into an anxious spiral trying to make sure that it's always up exactly on time, right? So that is kind of just my public, um, I don't even know what to call it, but like... (laughs) (laughs) I have made these very conscious decisions to support the way that I want to live my life and the way that I want to show up for myself and for you and for all of the things that I'm trying to do. Um, They're very, very important to me. And so is my family and my mental health, right? So I have to do my best to protect those things while also trying to, you know, show up here and spread this message and reach as many moms as possible. So that is kind of where I'm at right now. And um, maybe there will be a time in the future where I can like really be, you know, crazy consistent with getting things done, you know, at very specific times. Um, And for the most part, I will be. But just know that there will be times that I just go radio silent because I refuse to put pressure on myself to show up online um, when shit is kind of hitting the fan in my personal life. So I'll always 
bring you in and um, show you the behind the scenes of things that are my story. Um, but just know that it's not always my story. It's not always um, my stuff. And so there are some things that I just will not be sharing. Um, all that being said, there have been a couple of conversations lately within the last couple of weeks that have come up um, talking with friends, um, speaking on other podcasts um, about therapy. And the thing about therapy, if you've never been, or even if you have been, this might be surprising to you, but like when you, for me, when I first started going to therapy, I thought that we were there to like get someone on my side <laughs> and fix all the things around me, right? We're here to fix my husband's behavior. We're here to um, fix things at work. We're here to like fix all of these external things, right? And while sometimes some of that is true, like there are definitely things in my life. And again, as always, I'm speaking to my own experience, your experience, um, can and probably is very different, um, you know. Particularly if you have like some kind of abuse or trauma or anything like that. Um, I, you know, disclaimer as always. I am not a mental health professional. Um, this is not mental health advice. This is just me speaking from my experience. Take what serves you, leave what doesn't. All of that, right? So. Um, if you're new here, I say that a lot just because I never want this content to be misconstrued as like someone thinking like, oh, I don't have to go to therapy because I listened to this podcast and this was the outcome, right? So um, just sharing my my stories to, to hopefully connect with you and relate to you. Um, and, you know, maybe you take some nuggets of advice along the way, but it's certainly not a replacement for working with a professional. Um so anyway, the first time I went to therapy, it was uh, marriage counseling. And I was like, you know, Drew and I were just butting heads about quite literally every single thing. And we could not see eye to eye about anything. We were both very defensive, both being very stubborn. And um, when I went to marriage counseling, I was like, he does this and he doesn't do that. And, you know, all these things. And I like wanted her to be on my side and she wasn't. <laughs> and honestly, I was pissed. I was like, like speechless, right? You know, like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And she didn't, it's not that she took his side either, looking back. But at the time, it felt like, well, if you're not on my side, then you're definitely on his side. And that's fucked up, right? That's not really how it was. Um, but even to go as an individual, Therapy is hard work. And what makes it hard is the fact that you're not there to change other people and to change other like things in your environment and, and all that kind of stuff. You are there to change you because at the end of the day, you don't have control over your spouse, your children, your job you know, your other relationships in life, your financial situation, like whatever it is that has you in the mental space that you're in. Um, it's actually not those things. It's how we respond to and react to those things. 
And so therapy, really the job of your therapist is to, you know, obviously validate your feelings because your feelings are valid, right? No one can tell you how to feel. And they're there to challenge the way that you think, um, because a lot of what we think is like conditioned thoughts, um, maybe subconscious beliefs about the world and how it operates and our place in it, right? Um, But the other thing is that they are supposed to like hold up a mirror and make you look at yourself in the mirror and make changes and see like the really ugly parts of yourself that need to change if you want to see change in your life. And I believe, this is just a personal belief of mine, that that is why a lot of people quit therapy because they don't want, no one wants to see that. I certainly didn't. I didn't want to see that I was the problem in my own life, right? And it's not necessarily that I was like, super problematic. It's just that because I was so like my emotions were so all over the place and out of control, I was responding to things in really unproductive ways. Um, I was, you know, causing strain on my relationships because of, you know, the way I was carrying myself and the way I was interpreting things. Um, I was having trouble at work because I was lacking boundaries. I was, um, you know, taking on too much and over committing. And those are personality traits of mine that I've been having to work on. Right. And so when you are in this place of like extreme overwhelm and anxiety and depression, like I was it, you want to blame other things, right? You want to blame your spouse or, you know, your kids are always, you know, operating at a 10 and you need it to be more at like a five. Um, you know, the Tupperware cabinet, every time you open it, shit falls out all over the counter because it's so full and no one puts it back nicely. Everybody just kind of like throws shit in there and shuts the door and hopes for the best, right? So as you are, you know, walking around on edge all the time, you open the Tupperware cabinet and everything falls out. And for me, this was one of my not so, um, not one of my best moments, but in the middle of, of a panic attack one time, I was like trying to tidy up the kitchen and I opened the Tupperware cabinet, shit falls out everywhere. And I just start, I empty the whole cabinet. I start throwing shit. I'm like, this doesn't have a lid, throw it away. And I like (laughs) throw it across the room. Like this lid has no container, throw that away too, throw it across the room. And I was just like, that, like that was the thing. It needed to be done. Honestly, the Tupperware cabinet had needed to be cleaned out. It was well overdue, which is why it was in the state that it was in. And I didn't need to react that way, right? So... I guess just the point of the conversation is if you are considering therapy or if you are considering not going back to therapy, I just want to encourage you to try, right? Because it is worth doing the work. It is worth 
taking that look in the mirror and learning things about yourself and making the changes that you have control over internally. Like there are things that I have learned in therapy that I simply just don't engage in anymore. Like like wondering what other people think of me, right? Like for like um in professional situations or personal relationships, if someone says something that's like kind of passive aggressive or um you know they leave things open to interpretation i refuse to interpret the behavior or whatever was said because we are grown-ups and if you have something to say to me that you think i should know then that's your responsibility to, to say that in words that i can hear and understand right like you know as a as a communication you know, peace, it's my job to, you know, make sure that I'm being a good communicator and a good listener and all of that. But if you are unwilling to say something and you just want to be passive aggressive, then I'm just going to take what you said verbatim. Like I'm just, I'm no longer reading into what you're saying or doing. Um, If you have a problem or if you want to say something, then you need to fucking say it. I'm not going to spend time losing sleep or worried about whatever it is that, that you might be thinking. I just don't waste my time with that anymore. Um, and, and more importantly than not wasting my time, I don't waste my energy, right? Um, things that I don't have control over, like gas prices, right? Like right now, gas prices are down a little bit from what they were a couple months ago, but they're still pretty high. And gas prices change all day, every day at every single gas station all across the country, right? And so this is something that I have done forever and it drives my dad absolutely crazy because he, like, when I was in high school, he'd be like, oh, wh- where did you stop for gas? And I would tell him and he'd be like, what? They're three cents more expensive than you know this other gas station. Why wouldn't you stop there? You know, And I was just like, because no matter what, I have to buy gas. So for three cents a gallon, at the time, I think I was driving a car that had like a 10 gallon tank, like over 30 cents. I'm not going to like, I, I just, I can't care about it. I cannot care. You know, um, same with groceries, like milk and eggs and all of these things, like things that we have to buy, like, yes, it's, you know, a strain financially and something that you know, we have to pay attention to as far as, you know, grocery budgets are concerned overall, but I'm budgeting for my groceries overall. I'm not, I cannot get all wound up because the cost of milk is, you know, what, whatever it is today. Like I just, I can't do it. Um, and, (laughs) and I use this example because there are people that like will let these things ruin their entire day. And, I can see that because I there are other things in my life that I used to let you know ruin my entire day that I just don't anymore. Um, things like that that like they just are what they are. You cannot control them. They will not change no matter what your reaction is. So the only thing that you can do is to change how you respond <laughs> to all of these external things, right? Um, And just in terms of motherhood, whether your kids are, you know, 25 years old or five years old or five weeks old, like if you are not in control of your own emotions, which I think is a very common experience, 
um, then there is no way in hell that you can effectively like settle down a child that is not regulated. And I, I bring that up because right now this gentle parenting thing is very, very um, like in your face all over social media. And so like to the point that there are some accounts that will like act out a parent child interaction where like a child is flipping out and so then the parent flips out and then this you know expert comes in and says like all the reasons why the parent in the situation was wrong and if you are a parent that has those experiences that can be one i think it's important to learn about i do so don't don't get me wrong there but it can bring on a lot of shame and you know if if you like everybody wants to be the best parent ever right and we want to be you know gentle with our children and we want to be understanding of their emotions and we want to be you know supportive and all of these things we want to be these things and sometimes we do just lose our shit and some of us more than others right and I just, I need you to know that if you are someone who is feeling bad about the interactions that you have with your kids and that's something that you're actively working on, I need you to hear me. I need you to hear me. It will be so much easier for you to achieve that goal of improving your interactions with your kids when they are not regulated. If you do the work yourself, to regulate yourself. And it seems so counterintuitive and that's the other topic of conversation that has been coming up a lot lately is, you know, one of one of my very first sessions in marriage counseling, you know, my marriage counselor looked at me and said that, you know, the order of priority in my house needs to be me for me. My, my priorities need to be me, then my husband, then my children. And for me, I was like, you must be high. Like there's no way that I'm ever going to put myself at the top of the priority list. And then Drew and then my kids, like my kids are my most important. They're the most important people in my house. Like there's no way that they're ever going to not come first. And it has taken me many, 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 many years. Um, but I have finally learned like why that is and it's because if i am not meeting my own very basic needs and by basic needs i mean like i'm making sure that i have had the best night's sleep possible because i know that you know sometimes you just you're only working on two or three hours of sleep and that's what it is um but what i mean by that is like not staying up at night, like scrolling on social media and like getting in my own way when it comes to the sleep that I'm getting, Um, making sure that I'm eating, making sure that I do move my body a little bit, like these very basic things that are so easily overlooked, particularly when our kids are super small. Um, When you're not meeting even those very, very basic human needs, There's no way in hell that you can operate as the person that you want to operate 
as you are managing like extremely emotional situations, right? Um, and that's, it's so counterintuitive. And as moms and as women, it seems like I just, you know, it's such like a mind fuck, honestly. Like we cannot even comprehend a world where that is the case, where like we come first before everybody else. And it's because of, you know, our upbringing and society and all of these things. It's something that we're getting better at now. But if you are in this situation and you're working through this with your therapist, I need you to know that they are right. They are not crazy. Like this, this, there is a way to do this. And, and you might be like thinking about it and being like, you know, I can't neglect my kids to meet my own needs. And it's not, that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. It's about, it's about just making sure that you are taken care of and not waiting for someone else to come in and take care of things for you. Um, but that you're able to, to do these very basic things for yourself. And then as you're able to meet those very basic, very, very basic needs, like food and sleep and water and all of those things, then you can graduate to, to bring in even more supportive things. Right. Um, and that's what I talk about a lot on this, on this, um, podcast, but I just, I felt like because it has come up so, so, so much lately. Um, I thought maybe that there was a couple of you, maybe you specifically that really needed to hear this message that, um, number one, it is really important for you to prioritize yourself no matter what season of motherhood you're in it. You will be a better version of yourself when you do that. Um, or like whatever you're working on as a mom, it'll be easier to accomplish that thing when you feel like you have been like taken care of and you feel like your needs are met. Right. And then number two, um, don't quit therapy because it gets hard or because you're feeling resistance or because, um, you are not necessarily liking, um, the way that you feel when you leave a session, right? If you are, you know, not jiving with your therapist or, um, you don't feel safe with that person or things like that, then find a different therapist. Don't quit therapy. And I know that, you know, particularly right now, the wait lists are extraordinarily long. Um, hold on. like get on a wait list. Um, keep looking if you can, if you have like the, the energy to do that, because I know it's a super draining process. Um, but stay on the list, stay on the list. Um, try an app. There are apps like, um, bloom B L O O M that you can do like kind of therapy, you know, on the app without an actual therapist. It's designed by therapists, obviously, but, um, you know, it's not, I don't feel like it's a great replacement for therapy, but if it's something that you can do in the meantime, while you're on a wait list, I think it's good for that. Um, there are support groups you can join, um, you know, things like that. Just really just don't quit on yourself. Don't give up. It's so worth the work. It's, 
you know, like I said in the beginning, it's ugly, it's uncomfortable, it's hard, it sucks. Um, All of that is true. And when you get to the other side and you look back, you will be so proud of yourself for how far you've come. And, you know, just your day-to-day life will improve so, so, so much. And you deserve that. Like, you deserve that. Obviously, your kids and your spouse and everybody else in your life deserves that too. But number one, and most importantly, you deserve that. Um, And I don't want you to ever forget it. So that is all I have for you today. Until next time. Hey, babe. Mom. 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 (laughs) Shit, you guys. I gotta go. I really hope you loved today's episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to me if you would share it with a mom like us so she doesn't feel so alone either. And if you're not already in our free Facebook community, girl, what are you waiting for? I promise it just takes two seconds. You don't even have to search for it. Just go ahead and click the link right here in the show notes. Until next time, try to remember to do something that's just for you this week.